Good afternoon and welcome back to Coffee with a Kick. I'm Xander, he's Keegan, and we're here for Match Day 23 Recap. I'll say, overall, decent job. We're getting back in the groove of things. Both of us went 5-5, five and five, spoiler alert. Not exactly the 10-0 you were looking for, but mm. to be fair, there were quite uh, some of these were quite surprising this weekend. Um, and we will go ahead and hop right into it, I guess. I mean, go ahead and like it and subscribe it and drop us a comment. Flynn, good to see you back. Thanks for the congratulations on the 100. Much appreciated. You know, keep keep on, keep it on. And I know you're Jurgen Klopp. All right. Uh, first, ep- first episode up. First match of the weekend was Everton and Tottenham, uh, which you got right expecting Everton to draw Tottenham. It did end up going that way. Wasn't quite the 1-1 that you were anticipating. Um, but I, di- I did almost call it correctly that that uh, I mean, he, Madison only had one goal, uh, one assist. But but still, it was, it was an interesting match. Because Everton played better than I thought they would, but by leaps and bounds. I mean, they were in it for the whole match. Um, but how did you feel about this one? Yeah, I mean, I thought they were kind of unlucky to give up that early goal. I mean, it just seemed like they weren't yet organized. Yeah. And so outside of the fourth minute, I felt like the 41st minute, amicable goal, Mm -hmm. something that Everton would give up. But fourth minute, I think if they get organized quicker and they really, like, dig their heels in, they probably win this 2-1. to Yeah. Branthwaite coming in 90-plus-4. For the home side, that was that was a huge one. That yeah, I feel great. I feel like as much as the fourth minute goal was a, a little bit of a of a giveaway by by Everton, the Branthwaite was also a giveaway by Spurs. They kind of got it back there in the end to get the point, get back level, and really important points uh, considering what's going on ahead of them with the the next team uh, that we have up. Well, actually, not quite yet. A little bit later on, but the next team we have up is Brighton. Apparently they figured out how to score again. They took a they take out Crystal Palace four to one. Neither of us saw, saw this happening because it was against the run of the season for both these sides. Crystal Palace yeah. doing decent in their recent matches and uh, Brighton not. Um, very very against the grain. And really, it was Crystal Palace's fault. I mean, a lot of these a lot of these goals by by Brighton were. Defensive malpractice on their part. Lewis Dunk, really easy header for the first one. Uh, a second header, second goal was also another unguarded header there by Hinshelwood on the backside of play. Uh, and then, and then uh, uh, what does that say? Oh, Crystal Palace can't find their composure for the third by Buenonote. It came it came in hot and heavy there with the 33rd and 34th minute by Buenonote and Hinchelwood. Um, but, you know, and then not much else happened the rest of the half after the 34th minute, and then we get to the 71st, and Brighton gives up their own just silly goal. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't to be because João Pedro seals it away there at the very end uh, with a very, very clever little outside of the foot action there. Mm-hmm. Very nice goal with the assist, the great ball in by Danny Welbeck. Yeah, I think I could be wrong. I saw it on X, 
So not everything there is. I didn't see a community note either. Okay, I didn't see the community note. So I saw this was the youngest Brighton team fielded this season so really? far. Interesting. And yet they probably played the best they've played in the last 10, 12 matches. So they yeah. found something that worked out. Yeah, and they got a little bit going on. You really like to see. I like Dunk getting that third-minute goal, mm -hmm. the tried-and-true guy at the defense. Yeah. The guy you're relying on. He Getting that goal really kick-started all the momentum. Yeah. After the third minute, I did not think. Crystal no. Palace really had a shot. Tough for my, you know, my prediction, but now, it, not. It, it was good. They and you know, I, I I said it in our last episode after I said it was two 0 Crystal Palace. They were missing their strikers. I mean, they, actually, Mateta was there, but they were missing um 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 the other one. Where's my note from that? I don't have it. I don't have it on hand. But they were missing the other uh, striker, and you could tell that that part of that forward verve was missing. Uh, on on the Crystal Palace side, and then now okay, so I did I did go back and crunch some numbers here, uh, mm. just because I always bash on picking for West Ham, you know, um, but turns out I'm just as bad at picking Fulham at Fulham results. Uh, going back, I have missed ten straight picks for West Ham and Fulham. The last wow. 10 weeks, I have been wrong on both of those. Uh, and that, of course, then that's what... So the perception that I have of picking West Ham poorly is is deserved. Technically, they're not my worst, though. I'm, I'm technically, I've only gotten six Everton picks right this year. Can you believe that? It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, wow. But Burnley and Fulham is the one that we're talking about right now. Uh, another one that we both got wrong... Um, because uh, 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 because Fulham pulled it out in the end, got a two-two draw there. Really, it was Burnley who pulled it out with the ninety-plus one. But uh, it, it was an exciting match. I, it, both sides actually, it was they were competitive. Both sides were competitive. It's a little bit of a back and forth here. I feel like for Flynn twenty-one's sake, we gotta we gotta talk a little Fulham. Oh, for sure. I mean, they looked like. The Fulham in that string of six or seven matches where they were just dominating. Mm -hmm. First half, they looked like them again. Second yeah. half, I don't know what happened. Maybe they just thought Burnley was going to sit back and just let let them come to them again. But I feel like first half Fulham, second half Fulham, very different teams. They still had a couple of chances, but I mean Burnley yeah. was the better side in the second half, and yeah, yeah, they, they pulled I, it out. It's tough for Fulham. I, it tough was another it was another one of those give and take sort of scenarios because. The, the set piece defense on the 17th minute goal by Paulina, uh, by Burnley was atrocious. It was terrible marking on that set piece goal that they gave in. But then again, but then we go to Burnley's first goal, and what the Fulham goalkeeper was doing on that, I do not know. Uh, it was definitely a preventable, a preventable goal on that side. And the Fafana one, it was you know one of those goals where you get a breakaway and, and things happen when you're moving fast. Um, for the yeah, I don't, you know, I never want to say that there's match fixing going on, but the 71st minute goal, it looked like the phone goalie was like, you know, I had bet on Burnley to score. Both teams me, are scoring today. Let me totally <laughs> misjudge this ball across. Let me totally misjudge it entirely. <laughs> Yeah, it leads to a really easy one. But, you know, like, you are correct. Fulham looked very good in the first half. Again, it was against Burnley, who's fighting for their lives, essentially, and, and not really doing much good. Um, it, felt, it felt like a loss for Fulham. Even though yeah, they come away with a point, yeah. it felt like a loss. 
Yeah. Uh, the only the only saving grace is at least you were away, I guess. You didn't do this in front of the home fans. So, yeah. you know, better luck better luck Ooh, next time who's up who do they have next? Fulham. Uh you've got you got Bournemouth who you are right behind. So, you know, neither of you are in super good form. So, we'll see what happens. That'll be an interesting match uh this weekend, but we'll get to that later this week in our predictions episode. Uh, that brings us to brings us to one of the surprising what another actually we've already covered a couple of them but another surprising match four four goal fest between Newcastle and Luton. I don't know what's going on with Luton, but they figured something out on offense, obviously. Um, and listen, it was it was a great match to, to be frank. I mean, it was a really exciting and and uh, good match. Both sides coming from behind at some point. Um, and I feel like neither – I mean, Newcastle is going to be disappointed because it's Luton, but both of them played very well. Yeah, Luton going up 4-2 there really quickly in the first half or second half. I mean, the penalty in the 59th minute, Adebayo I, – I think I read this was his fourth straight game scoring, something around there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just on a tear. And they just couldn't get it organized. I felt like after that, they were yeah. trying to park the bus. They were trying to not let Newcastle score. And it seemed like them trying to park the bus actually helped Newcastle more than it helped Luton. Because it didn't yeah. seem like Newcastle had trouble attacking. And then, I don't know how you felt, but after the Barnes equalizer at 4-4, both teams just kind of looked a little tired of scoring. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there, there were a couple-ish more chances, but... Both teams were like, all right, let's just pump the brakes. 4-4 is good. Both teams were okay with a point. Obviously, Newcastle will be a bit more disappointed, but yeah, eight yeah, goals they, a lot. They put in a full 90 in the first 70 for both these sides. Uh, and it, it was it was a weird give and take by both sides. I thought that the first goal by Newcastle was like typical Luton. It felt like it was going to be a long day for them. But then they mm-hmm. get the good rebound for the Osho goal. Then there's a good rebound that gives Longstaff his second. Um, uh, and it was just kind of back and forth. And then the uh, for the pin, it's super weird that the ref called back the first one. You know, The first take got called back because he wasn't ready. <laughs> Everyone mm-hmm. else was, but not the, not the main ref. Didn't change the result in the end. And, you know, I think Luton will feel a little bad because that Harvey Barnes goal there at the end was kind of just a speculative shot that ends up going in. Um, one of those that just sneaks past the goalkeeper, catches it just right, but it wasn't a, I didn't feel like it was a serious shot, to be honest. Um, still though, good result for Luton. You're hanging on. I think, like, like I said in a earlier match, Everton is chasing and it's going to, Everton's chasing and they're not, they, they don't seem like the side that's going to be able to catch you. So as long as you can keep getting points. You know, big match, big match this weekend for Luton because they have Sheffield Town, uh, Sheffield United. Um, so, and if if Sheffield's going to even have a chance, they got to get they got to get three there. I think to have any sort of chance of getting out of relegation zone, Sheffield's got to get three. Um, are they at? I think they're at Kenilworth Road. Uh, I believe that's right. Yes, they're at Kenilworth Road. So it'll be it'll be a big one. Big one for Luton Town this upcoming weekend. That then brings us to our next one, which is 
Speaking of figuring out, I mean, again, we, we've talked about this before. It's really nice to get Sheffield United after having a bad result. So Aston Villa putting five past Sheffield, though? I It's a lot. And it all happened essentially, well, except for our, the, the, uh, the Moreno in the 47th. Four goals in the first half, and it was easy, to be honest. It was not a tough one for Aston Villa. Um, yeah, it... And Sheffield does it looks. I think that I think they look like they've they've given up a little bit. I think they've given up on the season a little bit because it was not a convincing, not even a convincing show of an effort uh, on this match day. Oh, hold on! I lost you real quick. By there now. Yeah, I'll I'll cut that out. All right, I'll just start from where I was. Yeah, just start from the Yeah, beginning. pretty embarrassing for the uh, United being the home side. Because from yeah. 12th minute to 30th minute, four goals, 18 minutes. It's really, I don't even know what to say. It was expected, but not expected. Because Sheffield was kind of playing a little better. Mm-hmm. Aston Villa not playing as well. And, yeah, I, I think after the 47-minute Moreno goal, both teams just kind of put up a white flag. Um, and we're just like, we'll just call it a truce. Aston Villa, it didn't really look like, like you mentioned, most of the second half felt like a victory lap for Aston Villa and almost like a goodbye Premier League yeah. for Sheffield United. Yeah, I mean, even they were their longing for the championship. Even their consolation, Sheffield had a consolation goal, a very well worked little set piece, but they were off sides. So yeah. even when even when something looked good for Sheffield, it went bad. And that's just how the day was for them. It was, it was not pretty by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and yeah. then that fe- finished up. That was our last match for Saturday. We moved over to Sunday to Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest. Oh, oh, we both got the the Newcastle Luton one correct. We both thought that it would be a draw, just not four four. And we both got that one correct. Uh, that Sheffield would be defeated. By Aston Villa. Both got this one wrong though. Uh, 1-1 draw by Bournemouth and Nottingham. How 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 this one strike your fancy? You know, this one felt disappointing on the end of Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I felt like they start out really fast with Colbert yeah. getting that fifth minute goal. I, I think I had predicted a Bournemouth win. Uh, I think. Uh, yes, no. we both did. We both we both predicted this to be 2-1. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was going to be the game that might go 5-0. Because Bournemouth mm-hmm. started quick, and they looked really good the first 10, 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the half, Hudson Odoi gets the goal, and it's a different game. Half, so, I don't know. It was, it was tough for Bournemouth. I felt like they, they missed a chance here. Yeah, and, and really, the second half was nothing. Like, th- there was... There was nothing that happened except for the red car in the 84th minute uh, wow. uh, by Billing, which was just a really, really cynical tackle there. I mean, he was just going for, to, like, clip his heel, but ends up raking the whole back of his leg with his cleats. Really tough there. It was hard to argue against. Yeah. Hard to argue I, against. At first I saw it, and I thought I thought that he had just gotten the clip on the foot. And you're like, okay, yeah, yellow card. But she went straight. Re- she, first of all, right? That was the, that was the, the female... 
Was that the female one? No, that was that was a different match. Um, but anyways, I thought at first he just clipped the heel, like oh okay, yeah, you know, tactical yellow card. But no, mm-hmm. he he got a full bite on the back of his calf there, yeah. uh, and it was it was a deserved red and really random because I don't think that Nottingham Forest was really going to threaten goal. Uh, there were guys ahead of him, so it was really not super useful. But yeah, it was it was a boring match by and large. This, uh, you know, you had a lot to choose from this match day. I hope you didn't pick this one to watch. Yeah. Because uh, there were a lot of better matches. Uh, I think all the rest of them would have been considered better, actually, looking at the looking at the score sheet in total. Speaking of one that was better, Chelsea versus my Wolves. Mateus Kunha hat trick. Didn't have that on my dance card, uh, but happy to see it. You know, we both picked this to be 3-1, ended up being 2-4. Uh, mm. But, you know, it was it was a good result by the Wolves. Went down early with the Cole Palmer goal, which was just a really nice ball in by Calcedo to Palmer. Really, oh my goodness, unlocked the defense there. It's one of those where you can barely even be mad at it. You're like, that's, yeah. that's so slick. I mean, I'll give it to you. But came back right away with the first Kunha goal. Um, which was lucky, I'll be honest. You know, yeah. there was some luck involved here uh, uh, with with Kuna's first goal and yeah, with the, the second. The second the, the as well. off Silva was uh, yeah timely. Yeah, it was very very lucky. Both of those were lucky. So we go up before the half two one. Um, it, it still felt pretty nervy about it because Chelsea had a decent half in spite of being they were unlucky to be down two one. To be fair. Um, and then for Kuna's second, it was really well worked. I mean, that was it's, yeah. Pedro Neto continues to be so pivotal to our our attack. Um, I mean, he he gave us the the own goal, and the, the second one was essentially an assist by Neto as well. Uh, he actually gets on the books for the sixty third goal, the sixty third minute goal by Kuna, getting the assist in there, and then the eighty second minute penalty, one of the most the easiest penalty call you'll ever have to make, you know? I mean, yeah. slight tackle from behind, getting no ball. It wasn't dirty enough that you give a yellow, but you're like, I mean, I there's literally no choice here. I have to give the pin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever his name was, I think it was uh, Gusto. He, I mean, yeah, just gets beaten. Oh, yeah. And he just really, he's like, he either gets a shot or I stop him, and it, I don't know, I, yeah, not a great move, he immediately gets pulled, like, yeah, Pochettino immediately pulls him right after that. Uh, did he get pulled? Wait, hold on, I thought he got, had just gotten subbed on. Go up he to did, the other one. yeah, he got subbed on, and he got yeah. immediately subbed off. Yeah, that's what <laughs> after it was. That penalty. That's right, yes, because they, they called the penalty on the 78th minute, then he gets subbed off on the 81st. Yeah, so he, he really, uh, Made the most of his time with us. And then Tiago Silva gets the most random header goal there. Just a little glancer off, off the corner. Yeah. Uh, but the game was already well in hand at that point. Uh, so it, it, nothing nothing else developed with that. But, hey, great win by my Wolves. Let's see if we can keep it going uh, uh, there. Because that, that flipped our positions with Chelsea. We're now ahead of them on points. And we get them Brentford Bees. The struggling Brentford Bees. Uh, coming up 
this week at Emolineux, but we'll get to that this later this week uh, for our predictions. Ooh. Then to the big match of the week. Oh wait, no, not yet. Uh, first, we got to do Manchester United, West Ham United. Ugh. Obviously, I got this one wrong because I've gotten my last ten picks by West Ham wrong. Um, wrong. And really, you know, United did well in this one. You got to give it to them. Um, Hoyland is actually scoring now. Garnacho. Garnacho's first goal was a little bit cheap. I'll be honest. It was a little bit like not super deserved. Uh, yeah. But but they deserve the win overall. Yeah, I mean, they deserved it. It was probably the best United display I've seen in recent matches. So maybe they figured something else out. I don't know, but definitely seemed like they uh, they played pretty well. I will say that this game could have gone much differently. There was a very strong opportunity for West Ham in the 11th minute that Anana made a great reaction save on. That goes in. This game looks totally different. But mm-hmm. Anana makes the save. They go on to win 3-0. Um, and West Ham, I you have to work with me at some point. You have to work with me uh, and, and give, me, give me a win here because I don't like having missed 10 in a row. I've actually missed ten, ten, I've missed ten in a row three different times. I have two currently going, and then oh no, I think you had missed. Let's see, you had missed ten in a row for Chelsea, in between ah. match day seven and match day sixteen. Mm. But you've you've come that's, back that's a little bad. bit on that, so. Yeah, we we've had some streaks. We've had some streaks, and looking back, I was correct. Match day ten, I was fifty one and forty eight. I was fifty-one wow. and thirty-eight in in the first ten in the first third of the season, uh, uh, roughly the uh, first fourth of the season, fourth of the season, roughly, um, and Ooh. now and now we're at well we'll get to it in a minute where I've got the actual scores I got it all updated all the numbers are accurate so there is no wishy-washy about it now to the real big match of of the week uh, Arsenal takes down Liverpool three one. In convincing fashion. I mean, I thought Liverpool played very well in the first half. Um, they they deserved that own goal. I mean, it was a, it was a goal goal, but it was yeah. it ends up going down as a own goal uh, against Magalhaes Magalhaes uh, there in the forty five plus three. But Liverpool Liverpool probably felt pretty good going into the half. They came back one one. They did they they had dominated the first half. In total, aside from that Bukayo Saka goal, uh, which was a lucky rebound for for Saka, because uh, it was it was a breakaway, yeah. but it still bounced right to him, and he had no one in front of him. But Arsenal kind of put things together there in the second half um, with the mm-hmm. Martinelli with the Martinelli goal there in the sixty uh, with the sixty seventh minute. Uh, oh yes, that was what I put. Yeah, not only was that an own goal by Magales, it was a handball own goal, which was just yeah. funny. Um, but Liverpool gave it back for that Martinelli goal with the with the rebound for the second, and then and then uh, I felt like yeah, once we hit the the the, the red card there in the eighty eighth. You could feel that Liverpool wasn't coming back in this one when Kanate got his red card. There was no press left available to them uh, for the rest of the match. And then Trossard finishes up with the nutmeg goal there at the very end um, just to put the icing on the cake. Yeah, Liverpool 
looked a lot like Burnley in this match. Mm. A lot of possession, some good pressing, making the other team feel uncomfortable, but only one shot on target out of 10 shots total. Wow. Like, I just don't think – they just didn't pressure once they got into the final third. Arsenal yep. played really well in the final third. Now, yeah, that was organized. the difference, really. Yeah, it was – it was a convincing win by Arsenal. That's that's what we got to say. It, it it makes the title race very interesting for the rest of the season because um, yeah. we have three teams. And Aston Villa, you know, if they can, if they can pick things back up, they could sneak up there. Uh, really, we've we've got a five-team title race. I would say even with Tottenham being down there, they were unlucky to get the, the, the full points. But 44 is not far out of first. Uh, yeah. it, that's only a few match days going your way. Um, it will come down to if City can get the full three from their missing match against uh, uh, missing match Brentford. against Brentford, who we will get to in a second with their actual match. Uh, yeah. the, the the Etihad side is what's actually missing. Um, we'll go ahead and get to it because it, it's there's not much to say about it. I mean, Brentford got it played very well the first thirty minutes. Right? They got a goal yeah. out of it, um, but then the the game changed there. With the 45 plus three with Phil Foden's goal, um, which was a little bit lucky. I mean, the the defensive header not getting put back, not not having any not having any oomph behind it to clear it and it falling right to him. Yeah. Still had to do some work on it, but still you could feel the momentum shift when he put that in, um, and it carried through to the second half. Yeah, talk about a game when a goalkeeper even losing three to one. Shows you why he's your goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, well yeah. saves. It could have been so much worse. But I think his name is Flecken. Flecken. I mean, yeah. he really he played well. Some of the shots on target were right to him, but there were some pretty good saves. <laughs> and I mean, it could have been so much worse than three to one. I mean, if Phil Phone hadn't had a hat trick, I would have voted for him man of the match because not only did he have all those saves, he also assisted on your goal with with the because it was off of a goal kick. You can't be off sides on a goal kick, and they put that to full advantage there uh, for the Mope goal. Um, but yeah, yeah, but then Phil, but then Phil came in and and Phil filled up the match uh to be honest that boy nice. K- it's so nice to have kdb back huh that that cross in for uh the 53rd minute goal so so silky magical so magical silky. and then even though erling was still a little rusty like you could tell with because he should have had a goal there in the first half that little give go with phil was well was well put together it made you feel very nice about how things are shaping up for City the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it was... Uh, once, yeah, the first half was a little bit scary for City. Once they got the 45 plus 3, they settled back in. And the second half, it was never a contest. City went up out ahead to 53rd and pretty much coasted the rest of the time. Um, not Not a lot for Brentford doing in the second half. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the match day. We both, as I said, went five and five. Uh, and that brings us in total at the end of match day 23. I am now 127, uh, which is not spectacular. And you are just behind at 97 and 130. So we will see if we can pick it up. We both had a very bad winter. 
<laughs> or at least I did. Yeah, because I told you I was at I was at fifty one and forty eight on match mm. day ten, and you can do the math math there. I've gotten forty nine correct since then, and it's match day twenty three, uh, and missed what I brought it back seventy nine. Well, I I kind of came down to you. I mean, having one, two, three, four, five, five match days where I only had three correct, and a match day where I went two and eight. That's mm. not it's not stellar picksmanship, I'll say. Uh, yeah, probably, coining a turn. Uh, yeah, probably not. Probably not. But I gotta break these Fulham. I gotta break this Fulham and West Ham United ten. 10 incorrect streak. That's really, that's really, really dis- discouraging. Um, mm. But let's see. I think you actually have the record for the best individual. Oh, no, that's actually me. I, I've gotten, uh, I have two teams where I'm 15. I've got 15 correct on the season, Arsenal and City. Um, wow. You're very even across the board with everything coming between 8 and 12 picks correct across that, across the season. Uh, you know, if you if you just if you just picked uh, Liverpool or Arsenal matches straight up, you probably could be beating me by a good bit because uh, you're <laughs> nine and fourteen for Arsenal. And some of those picks are kind of like I want this to happen so that the table goes the way I want it to, rather than true. I think this is what's going to happen. It's true. It's true. You just do that for Arsenal. I think Liverpool as well. Then then you probably would be beating me by. Probably five or six picks would be my guess. Unbiased. I'm unbiased. Un- There's no bias unbiased. going on here at all. Uh, I'm just got the Wolves are no longer my worst. For a long time, they were they were one of my worst pick pick teams. But now it's it's solely Everton six and mm. seventeen on the season with my Everton picks. Not great. Wow. It's not great. It's bad. In fact. Um, so do we want to, do we want to tease our, uh, trivia question for the next, next one? Yeah, this one, yeah, it might be easy to some, might be hard to others, but who has the record for most wins in a premier league season? For number of wins in a premier league season. I think number I've got this one. Wins yeah. Cause I was, I actually was doing some math regarding this, uh, earlier today. Ooh. But I don't want to spoil it for the next episode. <laughs> Just in one season. One, Just in one, one season. season. In one season. Games. Yeah. All right. So which Premier League team holds the record for most wins in a single season is the question mm-hmm. for our next episode. Be sure to tune in for that one later this week when we preview our match day 24 picks for this upcoming weekend. And then, hey, hey. Next week we're back with uh, with Champions League, right? Isn't that didn't I, didn't I see that? That so. knockout stage is midweek next week. So, boy, episodes are going to start coming in a lot more now. Uh, I'll have to do some more math and figure out where we are with those picks because I, I need I want to re- replicate what I've got here because it's easily legible, uh, if not a bit cumbersome. Uh, anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, until we are back next time, there's some, you know, there's some, uh, probably some, uh, Carabao Cup action or something happening. So until we're back later in the week, why don't you go ahead and grab some coffee, watch some soccer, and we'll see you on the other side. Zippo Gomez.